the NTT IndyCar Series is back in the Music City. The weather is working with us. The fans are back in the stands and we're ready to go racing. Green flies, away goes McLaughlin. Moves are happening. Second year in a row that Colton Herta finds the wall at Nashville. Second portion, this for Elio Castro Neves. Bray Hall has contact. Pato Award is there as well. Thank you, Grant Bray Hall. What the hell happened? Why, why did everybody stop? Oh, way more drama. Scott Dixon gets hit. The car's not right. Steering straight. That's a bonus. Rossi and get together. Oh, got driven in too. Devlin DeFrancesco in the wall. Takuma Sato involved in that as well. What the f***? Yeah, I haven't seen a replay, but I agree with you. Green flag waves. Big lockup. Alex Pillow was able to hang on. Scott McLaughlin will make contact. Anyone that says you can't pass this three course hasn't watched Scott McLaughlin drive. Beautiful pass from David Malukas, the young boy from Illinois. Graham Rahal back in the wall. Embarrassing. This is a huge break for the cars that have just pitted. And guess who might cycle towards the front here? I think it's going to be Scott Dixon. What are the chances of another yellow? High. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go back racing, Joseph Newgarden at the front. Oh, Look at this, three wide. Oh, we got a crash. The two rookies. What has happened between David Malukas and Kyle Kirkwood? He just turned out on me. What the f***? Giving up the race lead, Joseph Newgarden comes to pit road. Uh, a little more love than the racing god. Green, green. Dixon blasts away. Newgarden passed three cars in one corner. Oh, and Grosjean is in the wall. Lovely, that's IndyCar racing. You got to learn that pretty quick. The attrition rate is high. It's quite high. Once again, in Nashville, a caution-filled race is going to come down to a red flag with a handful of laps to go. It looks like we're going to get one lap to do this. Ready, you guys. Regardless, the best race car I've ever had in my life. Hey, we'll be ready here. There's what to do now. Green, green, green. Let's go! Which New Zealander is going to do it? McLaughlin tries to drag race Dixon and can't do it. Scott Dixon wins the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. Holy smoke. Fantastic, guys. Fantastic. He now has sole possession of second on the all-time wins list with career win 53. And with that, welcome to the Push to Pass podcast. What a exciting race uh, just uh, one year ago on the uh, streets of Nashville. And we are headed back towards, are headed back down, I guess I should say, uh, there this weekend. Again, welcome to the Push to Pass podcast. I am uh, Derek Vance and joining me as usual here is uh, Josh Robertson. Uh, Josh, what an exciting race uh, that we had uh, one year ago. Uh, you see why it is nicknamed uh, Crashville. Uh, they're not only in year one, but uh, obviously taking a look back uh, just uh, just one year ago. And then uh, we have uh, a lot uh, going on uh, this weekend uh, in Nashville. And um, myself, as we said uh, last week, be down there. You had something uh, unfortunate uh, uh, come up that's going to be able to uh, that's going to hinder you uh, from going down uh, this weekend. But uh, just watching the highlights uh, from last year, uh, Early early thoughts uh, that you have uh, going into uh, the race this weekend. I bet if they had a swear jar for every curse word that that these drivers are going to say this coming weekend, you could probably build the Titans a brand new stadium. It is Crashville. 
those the last two see the last two races have been nothing but crashes uh you know you heard the announcers say is there going to be another green and one said yeah probably because um i don't know if it's just because these drivers are not used to driving on this course but uh it looks it's it looks like a very tricky course i don't think i've ever seen a more crash-filled race outside of uh maybe maybe talladega for for nascar when they usually have the big one but um it, this is going to be an interesting race uh i can't wait to watch it on television as you said i had something unforeseen come up that uh, i'm not gonna be able to make it down there but and i was really looking forward to it i was looking forward to getting away for a couple days you know Going to some of the press conferences, they're ha- they're going to make a big announcement on Thursday. I think we we've speculated what what they think it's going to be, but I was excited. But um, I'm excited you're going to be able to go down there and you can you can report for us and get us some driver interviews. Uh, but this is going to be a fun race. Uh, it's um, Mike said it's hard to handicap. He get later on in the show you'll give us his uh, his views that we were given earlier. So. Uh, We'll see. Uh, I can't wait to see how it uh, how it all f- unfolds this coming weekend. Yeah, as you said, uh, Mike is uh, a little bit uh, under the weather, uh, so he's not going to be able to uh, uh, to join us. But uh, he did have some uh, information uh, to pass along, so we will pass that along to you uh, as the show unfolds. And, and yes, uh, if you have not heard, as uh, Josh there. Uh, pointed out there is going to be a uh, an announcement uh, Thursday uh, going into race weekend. I believe it's around uh, five o'clock uh, local time or so. Um, we speculated, we talked about it. Um, I believe on last week's uh, show, uh, Josh. Uh, but for people that may not have caught it or or may have been away uh, from IndyCar, uh, what is the speculation uh, that we've talked about uh, that we've read about that this announcement is going to uh, uh, cover here in a few days? Um, it's just speculation, but I think it's going to cover. They're going to be moved Nashville to, uh, to the end of the rate, to the end of the season next year. It's going to be the last race. They're going to move Laguna Seca to earlier in the, earlier in the year. Um, but that, uh, has, has to do with a couple different things. I know they find this race to be, uh, one of the, one of the highlights of the, I mean, it's only going to be its third year, but they're finding this to be a great, a great venue where they can, they can drive cars and, with the Winter Olympics being in Paris, no, sorry, the Summer Olympics being in Paris next year, uh, NBC will be tied up for about three weeks, uh, broadcasting every single thing from uh, handball to uh, to the 300 meter uh, relay in the pools. So um, they won't be able to have Nashville at the same time next year. So we're thinking that that is what they're going to announce on Thursday that they're moving the race next year to the last last week of the year so uh that'll be that'll be interesting to see if we were right yeah it absolutely will and one thing uh, that i think about uh, josh uh when moving uh this race to uh, uh to september um how is nascar or excuse me how is indycar going to uh, compete with the nfl uh, because that uh, that's going to be around uh, kickoff weekend uh, for the uh, NFL, so it's going to be interesting to see how how IndyCar um, maneuvers uh, that. But uh, but yes, we'll have uh, coverage of that on on Thursday uh, when uh, we get down there to uh, Nashville, uh, get set up, and we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll try to bring you that in its entirety. If not, uh, check uh, check Twitter, check all the social media, and we will have all, all angles 
of that covered. Now, uh, let's get into what we've just uh, been uh, been previewing or we'll start to uh, preview. And that is the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix that is going to uh, start on Friday. Um, I know uh, Josh has not seen the track uh, firsthand. I know he's seen uh, plenty of video on it and uh, we'll have a uh, helmet cam there as we uh, close out the show for people that are unfamiliar uh, with what the uh, track in downtown Nashville uh, looks like. Uh, but you see you have the uh, track map up here. I know this is as of 2022, uh, uh, but again, it really hasn't uh, changed a whole lot uh, since then. As you can see, uh, for people that are uh, familiar with downtown Nashville, uh, the race is uh, uh, centered uh, around, as you see right there, where the uh, NFL football club, the Tennessee Titans, play right there at Nissan Stadium. And then uh, I think, Josh, something that I find quite interesting, and I know I I've talked to you and I've talked to others uh, about this, and I think the really neat part uh, about this track right here, as you see up on your screen, is for people that are familiar with with Nashville and, and the highway that runs through there. Well, uh, 65 that obviously connects Nashville, Louisville and Indianapolis uh, all all together is there is a, a Veterans Memorial Bridge. Uh, that goes over uh, that uh, section of uh, I-65. And, and Josh, the coolest thing watching this race is watching Indy cars at 130, 135 mile an hour uh, go up and down uh, this bridge here through this course. Yeah, um, I have actually been on that bridge a uh, couple of times while being over in um... – being down in Tennessee for Colts games, uh, it's interesting uh, seeing. It's going to be interesting seeing uh, seeing the cars drive across that bridge. Uh, and I know it's happened for the last two seasons, and I know that's one of the big uh, big draws that Nashville has is that long that long bridge straightaway. So uh, it's really cool. It brings a different aspect that uh, no other that I don't think any other uh, any other course, whether it be road or uh, or street. Uh, brings into it and uh, that scene you know i don't know if they can actually see as they go by but going by a nissan stadium has got to be really cool that being it looks like it's going to be on their left hand side so uh it's a pretty cool setup i do have to, I, I i don't like to give nashville too much uh too much credit on anything except for their bars and uh i don't like titans fans as being a Colts fan, but uh, the sit up, the layout, the layout of the of the track looks really cool. Uh, yeah, it uh, absolutely does, and uh, you know the uh, the night scene, uh, as they call it down there on uh, on Broadway. Uh, you'll definitely find uh, me and and possibly uh, others. Uh, down there uh, this weekend so if you do if you are hitting the uh, the bar scene or the night scene down there on on lower broadway and you do run into uh, me or, or uh, someone else within the indycar family definitely stop by say hello and introduce yourself uh, for sure but uh, getting back to uh, previewing uh, this race and i forgot to mention at the top of the show uh, we're gonna have uh, asher fair uh, from beyond the flag uh, uh, fan side uh, media outlet there he'll be joining us at about uh, the bottom of uh, bottom of the hour uh, to uh, to uh, discuss and, and expand a little bit more on previewing the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix in Nashville this weekend. But like I said, uh, IndyCar and the NTT IndyCar Series do return to Nashville, Tennessee this weekend for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. 
For three days in August, the streets of, da- of downtown Nashville come alive with the sounds of music, food, and racing, all spun into an experience you just have to be there to feel. This temporary street course takes racers by Nissan Stadium, as uh, Josh there uh, pointed out, which is the home of the Tennessee Titans, and then over the Korean War Veterans Memorial Bridge into downtown Nashville. And then uh, believe this, Josh, this is the first motorsports circuit of its kind in the world to cross a major body of water. So I, I do know for, for people that are uh, curious uh, about this, they have boats uh, down in the, in the water there uh, in the, uh, what is that? Uh, the Cumberland Cumberland river, I do believe uh, to, uh, to make sure just in case something uh, does, does go awry. Uh, they have boats down there to, uh, uh, to catch anything, any cars or people for that matter that, um, may may wreck going up and down that bridge uh taking a look at at the weekend's schedule here is it's coming up on your screen here momentarily now keep in mind that uh, this weekend you could be able to catch uh, all of the action uh, on Sirius XM IndyCar radio as usual uh, also it's going to be over on Peacock as well for all you Peacock's Peacock subscribers and then keep in mind uh this race this weekend Josh um, is going to be interesting, I think, from a viewership uh, standpoint, because we have seen uh, this year the numbers uh, that NBC and Peacock have been had been spitting out uh, viewership wise for these races. Well, Sunday, uh, not only is the race on Peacock, uh, but it's going to be on NBC uh, as well. So going to be interesting to see the numbers uh, that uh, that roll in from both uh, the national broadcast there on NBC as long along with the. Uh, broadcast on Peacock. Uh, as things will get kicked off uh, Friday, uh, August 4th uh, at uh, 4 p.m. with the first practice. And then uh, Saturday morning, uh, things definitely uh, get a jump start uh, early in the morning. Practice number two for an hour from 1140 to 1240. Again, these are all uh, local times. Uh, 215 to 255 is going to be qualification for round one, group one. Uh, and then uh, 310 to 320 is going to be qualifications for round or for round one group number two. Uh, and then following that at 335 p.m. Uh, qualifications for round two. And then on uh, four o'clock, we're going to have that uh, Firestone Fast Six uh, to see who is going to walk away with the NTT P1 award for Nashville. Uh, and then uh, going into the evening, uh, Josh, uh, on Saturday at 625, uh, the uh, drivers will have their final practice. Now, usually uh, we usually see a warm-up, uh, usually in the morning on Sundays. Well, with this race being at noon and not, uh, you know, two o'clock or, or a three o'clock race, there is no uh, early morning warm-up on Sunday. So keep that, uh, that in mind as well. Uh, the race will uh, kick off at uh, 12 p.m., uh, local time there in Nashville. So if you are close to the Nashville area or you're within uh, driving distance, uh, definitely, um, definitely uh, uh, come down. And I think you're going to definitely see a, a great race as it has been the last couple of years. I know a lot of crashes um, have taken place. So it's going to be interesting to see when we get down there on Thursday, uh, what modifications uh, have been made. As you said, this is going to be the third year uh, of this race. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what modifications uh, have been have been made uh, to this street course. I know 
in years past, uh, a lot of drivers would like to see wider turns. And I think there's a lot of street courses uh, that we've seen Josh this year that I think we would like to see open up uh, a little bit. So, uh, you know, drivers aren't cut off, uh, put in uh, tire barriers and such. So, uh, that gives everyone a little bit of a insight as to what, what Nashville has to bring. Uh, I know Asher, when he comes on here in about 10 minutes or so, uh, he'll be able to uh, fill everyone in uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit more as to what, what we're going to see uh, here this weekend. But uh, Josh, so far, uh, I know this would, this would have been your first uh, Nashville race. Um, I know you've been doing some, you know, some research uh, and, and, and such into it this week. Uh, anything that you're looking forward to um, in, in Nashville? I know, uh, I know you mentioned the uh, going over the bridge uh, would, would be really cool. Uh, but anything else that, uh, that you've seen so far, uh, that uh, attracts your attention here as we uh, roll into uh, Nashville this weekend. Um, yeah, uh, I'm looking at the weather. Uh, the weather is probably going to be a factor both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, maybe maybe not most of Saturday because Saturdays the uh, the the rain is supposed to be possibly in the evening, but uh, all day Sunday well, there'll be rain and rain and uh, rain and some lightning according to what the uh, weather forecast looks like about a 50% chance of rain. So I know last year, if am I, if I'm not mistaken, they did have a bit of a rain delay last year. So uh, seeing, seeing if it does rain and if the track gets wet, how the, how the drivers adapt to that. Uh, it'll be interesting seeing the rookies um, out there, seeing uh, Stingray Rob and see how, I don't know. I, not sure if this is his first time being out there on, on Nashville, on the Nashville course, but uh Seeing how him and Augustine Campino, how they um, how they both take go, take on the track and see, because you know we've in the video we just showed not too long ago, even veterans have a hard time uh, navigating this track. So uh, seeing how the rookies deal with it and uh, seeing if if the third time of the of some of these drivers seeing the seeing the track if that if that if they now have more have a better look outlook on how to attack this track um it's still the the track is still in its infancy only being three years old so uh it'll be interesting to see how the rookies rookies too and how the uh how how well those uh those veteran drivers have uh, have adjusted and taken to the new track you know, you, you were talking about the weather, and we know how much weather plays an important role, not only obviously on the the betting aspect uh, of this, but obviously the, the race in itself. Um, if you're not following uh, weather, our IndyCar weatherman on Twitter, uh, I would suggest highly to do so. Um, they have not put out an updated forecast uh, yet, Josh. This was actually put out um, uh, Monday. July 31st, you see down there at the bottom. Uh, but this is what the weather, uh, what they are expecting uh, as of right now. Again, uh, it has not changed. Uh, but uh, for people on audio version only, uh, he, uh, Friday, August 4th, uh, partly cloudy, uh, chance of showers and thunderstorms, uh, low of 74, high of 91. Now, uh, you look at the uh, the bottom of this uh, for people that are on video, and it's got a key uh, the the green uh, equals no weather impact. 
Uh, yellow is possible weather impacts. Red, uh, weather impacts likely. Well, the good thing is, Josh, that we're not seeing right now anyway uh, any red uh, on this map. So that's definitely a good thing. Uh, it looks like it looks like it's going to fluctuate uh, between no weather impacts and possible weather impacts, especially uh, all weekend. Uh, Saturday, uh, mostly sunny for qualifying, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, a uh, high of 91. And then uh, race day on Sunday, uh, mostly sunny, slight chance for showers or thunderstorms, high of 93. So, you know, we may, we, we may have uh, great weather uh, to, uh, to race on uh, this weekend, but uh, definitely as, uh, as the chicken is down there in Nashville, it's going to be, Josh, if those temperatures are accurate, it's going to be hot, hot, hot. Oh, definitely. And uh, it's a good thing you're going to be in, uh, you're going to be indoors for that, uh, being able to watch the race from, uh, from the media center. Uh, but uh, I do, I hope, I hope that the, the rain and <clears throat> rain holds off and no thunderstorms and the, the race is able to go on without a, uh, without a hitch. Uh, but I also, Show, throw out throw some uh, wet spots out there and see how see how the drivers uh, how, how the drivers take to that so um we could i mean we, we've said that polo's uh polo's lead is a little bit insurmountable but uh you know what one false move and polo could end up in the wall and you know new garden or um or somebody else, you know, Marcus Erickson could take advantage of that and slim the lead down. And uh, going into the last five races of the year, we may have a uh, we may have a race on it on our hands here. But uh, can't wait to watch it. I'll be watching on Peacock at uh, noon noon on noon on Sunday, and uh, can't wait to watch it. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see how what Pelot does, what his strategy is coming down the the home stretch with just I believe five races uh, left to go. Uh, and Josh, just a side note: remember, uh, if you if you have NBC, it's going to be on NBC this weekend, so you do not have to uh, flip over to uh, to Peacock. It's going to be on on NBC, so uh, keep that in mind. But uh, and then think about this too: you talked about uh, Joseph Newgarden and the role that he is on obviously sweeping the uh, doubleheader in Iowa uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, this is actually uh, Joseph Newgarden's home track. Uh, he is from the uh, Nashville area. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of show he's going to put on for his uh, home, home fans. Uh, but yes, yeah, so what is going to be, you know, I, I think that's going to be uh, something talked about around the, the around the paddock. Uh, this coming weekend is what's going to be the strategy of Alex Pelot as he tries to, uh, you know, bring this championship home. Uh, I think he's up what uh, what a hundred points or so. I think um, at last uh, last check over uh, the aforementioned Joseph Newgarden. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, Alex Pelot. You know, we warned him don't take your foot off the gas uh, because we know what the the outcome. Uh, of that is, but I think that is going to be one of the uh, many storylines uh, going into uh, to this weekend is the strategy Alex Pillow has in, in uh, uh, Chip Ganassi Racing uh, as a whole uh, as they uh, get into the the final stretch, the final legs uh, of this 2023 season. If you can believe it or not, Josh, uh, we are down to just a handful of races in this what has been a crazy roller coaster of a 2023 season. 
Well, uh, Josh, I do see uh, that our uh, guest of uh, of the show has uh, has joined us. Uh, always enjoy uh, this uh, this individual's contribution, uh, not only to uh, to IndyCar. Uh, but to uh, the motorsports community in general. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, uh, Asher Fair from uh, Beyond the Flag. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, his work, then I highly suggest you go and do so because uh, this uh, this gentleman brings a lot of a lot of knowledge and a lot of insight uh, to not only IndyCar, but like I said, the motorsports uh, community as a whole. Uh, Asher, uh, first and foremost, a huge thank you for being able to take a little bit of time out of your busy schedule to uh, to join us and how the uh, 2023 uh, IndyCar season has flown by. Uh, we're down to just a handful of races uh, this weekend. We are uh, in Nashville, uh, as we've been talking about. Uh, curious to get to get your thoughts. I know you've uh, you've dug in uh, to this race uh, to preview it uh, for this weekend. Uh, what's uh, what's some of your thoughts that you have? Yeah, Derek, thanks for having me. Thanks for that introduction. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know where to start. There's so much going on. Uh, I think first and foremost, you have to look at uh, Linus Lundqvist getting a chance to race. I think that's news that everyone was sort of waiting for all year. It's been 13 years since a season has gone by without the Indy Lights or I guess the Indy Next champion getting a getting a chance. So I was glad to see that. Um but obviously the big storyline now is the championship battle, uh, I guess, down to 80 points. As, as weird as that seems to say that it's down to 80 points. Uh, but no, I mean, like you mentioned, I've been talking about, I said that Polo needs to approach Iowa. Take as many points as you can because New Garden's going to get 54 in both races. I think he ended up getting 53 in both races because for some reason he never seems to take the pole there, but he always wins. But now I think Pelot just needs to do what he, he's been doing, which is he needs to stay aggressive, but he's not he, he's not the type of guy who's going to throw away a, a points or a win. Or if, if fourth place is available, he's going to finish third. You know, he's not going to send it for a win and, and wreck out. So it's still a monumental task, I think, for Newgarden. But, you know, being his home race and, and the just the, the general – momentum's not the right word, but you know what I'm aiming for. The general sort of feeling following the the Tennessee Joseph Newgarden day. I don't know. I think, I think the same thing holds true for gateway. You have to assume he's going to take 54 points at race. So Nat Nashville is going to be chaotic. And I think it's going to set the tone for the rest of the year, because if below has a bad race, all of a sudden we're, you know, 30, 40 points separating them with four races left. I mean, it's still anyone's race, you know, for as big as a lead as Polo had. Yeah. It's still anyone's race. Yeah. I, Asher, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we, we, we didn't fathom, I think a few weeks ago, right before uh, Iowa, the cushion uh, that, uh, that Alex Polo had, uh, we, I think all, you know, I know me and Josh were basically just saying, you know, you might as well hand uh, Alex Polo the title and let everyone else fight for uh, positions after that. But what a uh, show Joseph Newgarden, like you said, put on at Iowa and he has tightened uh, this uh, this points championship race uh, a little bit closer and uh, it would be interesting and, and again I hope this doesn't happen obviously but if Alex Pelot somehow can't keep his nose clean and struggles at Nashville this weekend and if Joseph Newgarden uh, even if Joseph Newgarden doesn't win if mm -hmm. he comes home on on the podium 
you want to talk about a you know an Alex Pelot's backside tightening up just a little bit more. I think you would see it uh, Sunday night if if that came to fruition. Yeah, no, definitely, and it doesn't necessarily need to be Alex Pelot's fault. Uh, he could get taken out. I know he's been taken out a number of times by one driver in particular. I know 2021, obviously this year's Indy 500 and pit lane, not necessarily the other driver's fault, but, you know, right, wrong place, wrong time, and there goes 40 points. But the thing about Pillow is that it's not like he even drove poorly at Iowa. I mean, his average finish in those races was 5.5. He scored like 62 points or something. And Newgarden still gained 47, 48 points in the championship battle. So, like you said, Newgarden has a good race. Pillow gets taken out by someone who's, you know, not driving for anything, just takes a risk into a corner, sort of ruins his race. You never know. Yeah, you, you definitely uh, don't know. That's why they uh, they race them on the track and, and not on paper uh, for sure. Uh, I know um, there's going to be an announcement when we touched on this at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, there's been speculation, nothing been confirmed uh, that uh, Nashville is going to actually be moved uh, mm-hmm. next year uh, to, towards the end of the year. Laguna Seca and Nashville are going to uh, flip-flop due to uh, the Summer Olympics. Um, are you hearing that uh, this announcement on Thursday, as uh, Josh pointed out at the top of the show, is that what uh, this announcement uh, is going to be from all your channels and, and sources? Is that what you're hearing as well? That's that's what the expectation is, that they're going to make some changes to the track, even even potentially moving it. I think something to do with Nissan Stadium renovations. I don't know the specifics, but uh, yet yeah, uh, as the championship finale, I think that's what they're aiming for. And you know, ideally, you want the championship finale to be a good race. You look at this Nashville race, it's like 40 percent or more of the laps have been run under caution the two years it's been held. And for, for IndyCar to make a move to move that race to the championship, I think I think we're going to see some pretty big changes to make it an ideal championship race. Because right now, it's definitely not. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not. But that that's what we're expecting Thursday. And, you know, one, one more change that uh, may be coming, um, nothing confirmed yet. Uh, but uh, I know there was a rumor that the – Brickyard next year would be just, you know, next year, think about this is, and you cover NASCAR as well. It's going to be NASCAR's 30th anniversary uh, next year, uh, running the, uh, the IMS running Brickyard. Uh, rumor is that, uh, that the double header weekend where you have IndyCar on Saturday and uh, NASCAR on Sunday on the road course, uh, Brickyard, NASCAR is going to go back to the oval and IndyCar may not come to town for that double weekend. And one speculates that it could be a Milwaukee race uh, that mm-hmm. we see on the uh, schedule next year. Any any news, any insight on that? I don't have any news or insight on that, but I, I know the article you're talking about. I think Marshall Pruitt uh, wrote it up that that was the latest rumor. I think it'd be great. I mean, I think it's another 54 points for New Garden, <laughs> just putting that out there, the short track. But no, I think NASCAR owes owes it to itself to try the oval with the new car. And obviously IndyCar is not going to do another oval race at, at IMS. I mean, that's like sacrilegious to even suggest, but no, I think that's setting up perfectly. I think the question then becomes if NASCAR and IndyCar try to do a, a double header weekend somewhere, I don't think it's 
necessary. I think a lot of the hype surrounding it was more like, oh, these drivers can do a crossover. These guys can do this race and that. And that I don't really see that as having been a huge highlight of it the last few years. Am I right? Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. But it is interesting to see when you have the and I witnessed this firsthand last year where you had uh, when the IndyCar uh, were on the track, a lot of the NASCAR drivers were uh, definitely uh, taking a look at uh, the IndyCar drivers and their skill and then uh, vice versa. When you had NASCAR on the track, uh, the IndyCar guys uh, were taking a look at the NASCAR driver's skill too. And then you see, you know, the crossover next year with uh, what Kyle Larson uh, is going to do. And I think that's just going to be a snowball uh, as to, how many other NASCAR guys kind of tip their foot uh, in the proverbial uh, waters here in, in IndyCar? You know, they see Jimmy Johnson did it. Uh, Kyle Larson's going to do it next year. And then there's been people, mm-hmm. obviously, before Jimmy uh, to do it as well. So that may be the trend, I think, uh, that we're going to see uh, moving uh, moving forward. But, uh, uh, Josh, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, anything that you and uh, Asher want to talk about? Hi, Asher. Thanks for coming on uh, Big uh Big thanks for coming on the show and helping us out. Um, what over the over the course of this season, what has been the biggest surprise to you outside of Alex Pelot's, uh dominance over the over the series? Uh, is it is it Arrow McLaren not uh, their their drivers not being as as dominant as some thought? You know, me and Derek coming into the year thought that award was just going to have this phenomenal season, this breakout, and he just seems to not be able to get out of his way. What, uh, what, what's been the biggest surprise outside of Alex Pelot to you? Yeah. Aside from Aaron McLaren, like you said, I mean, they, they still winless. Rossi, I don't think has finished higher than 10th in two months. Rosenquist, I think is sort of a borderline top 10 driver to begin with, not a knock on him. That's just kind of where he runs, but yeah, award, I think it's been a big disappointment. I think he's still fifth in points, but, you know, he wanted to win races this year and he hasn't been able to do that. So if he's really going to contend for a championship and by no means calling him like overhyped, overrated, because we know what he can do, but this is his fourth year with this team and he has four total wins. I think next year is a big year for him just to prove, especially if Polo joins that team, that, that he can be this team leader for the future. Uh, I think he's under contract for 2025. Not that that's going to change, but our McLaren needs to sort of, they need to, no more excuses, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Aside from them, I think Andretti, when you look at how good they were to start the year, their season's been a massive disappointment. Uh, Herta hasn't won a race. Kirkwood, you can't really judge too harshly. I mean, it's his first year with the team. I'd rate his season as a success. I mean, he was running his highest second at Indy before the wreck. Uh, but Grosjean, what's happened to him? It's like every week there's a yellow that he's in the barrier. And I think, you know, a contract was a formality for him earlier, and now we haven't heard anything. So that, to me, suggests that DiFrancesco might not be the only change there. I think Andretti's sort of waiting to see how Grosjean finishes out the year to determine how they approach his future. But that's been a shock because, I mean, it's every week he's like, oh, this is going to be the week he finally wins. This could be the week he finally wins. And now instead of finishing second, he's down in 19th, 20th DNF. So that's been a big surprise. 
Okay. Uh, and uh, you, you, you touched on, uh, touched on Polo going to Arrow McLaren. Uh, is that set in stone as, as much as it was last year with all the turmoil? Uh, I mean, why would you think, do you think if he goes to Arrow that he's going to drive, drive in NAS in IndyCar or is he going to go to F1? And uh, my question would be, why would you leave if you're 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 so you're having such a great time and you're having so much success with Chip? Why would you leave to go to a team that, uh, although Arrow's on on the way up, I mean, right now they're struggling as we just talked about. I wouldn't leave, but you know that's up to him, and he's not allowed to say it. So, I I don't know. I don't think anything's set in stone, but I think that's sort of the general assumption that everyone's kind of operating under. I would like for him to stay. I think he can win championships and Indy 500s, and he's he's not going to run away with every championship. It's still going to be close. But if he does make that move, I think – I don't know if you heard, but uh, a reporter, I forget who it was, after the road course race asked Award how he can beat Polo on days when Polo is unbeatable. And Award took exception, like snapped back at that question. So I think – Polo going to Aaron McLaren could set up an interesting dynamic between those two. Uh, Polo, I don't think, is the kind of guy to ruffle any feathers, but, you know, awards the kind of guy to speak his mind. We saw it after the Indy 500. So I don't think it's set in stone, but I think that's probably going to happen because, I mean, I don't see them moving on from Lando or Oscar and F1. Okay, thanks, Asher. It's a lot of uh, lot of insight. You've uh, you're you're very knowledgeable, and I'm reading currently reading your uh, your article you had out over is uh, Mark is Marcus Erickson's deal done already. I uh, well, right before we got on, I started reading it, and I'll probably re- finish it up at the end of the end of this uh, podcast. Yeah, appreciate thank you for it. Com- thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think Josh raises a, a great point, and I think he, you know he asking if Alex Pillow it was a formality uh, that he is going to uh, Arrow McLaren, and I think both of your views are absolutely right. That you know why should he? I mean, yeah, you you may be able to get more money, and it's proven that uh, Zach Brown isn't shy when when he's dishing out money. Obviously, just look at this off season. Uh, but the the year that Alex Pillow has had at Chip Canassi. And, and, you know, Scott Dixon isn't getting any younger, so they're going to be needing somebody to uh, lead that team to be the uh, the forefront, the foreman of that team. And if I'm Alex Pillow, I think he's in a prime position uh, to do that. He's going to be able to capitalize on the success he had this year. Now he can, uh, not yet, uh, but he should be able to uh, say he's a two-time uh, IndyCar champion. So he should be able to capitalize on that as well. So I think you both are right that, uh, you know, the if Alex Pillow does leave, I think it's twofold. One, obviously more money because, you know, that, that drives anything. And two, uh, he may be able to get that to F1 ride with with McLaren. Uh, but that that remains uh, to be seen. Uh, I like what Josh brought up, uh, Asher, your latest article there about uh, uh, Marcus Erickson. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So more of a, like an analysis of the situation rather than any true insight. But if you remember back in 2019, when McLaren and SPM joined forces, everyone said, you know, James Hinchcliffe said, you know, I'm excited to be back with this team next year, even though I'm switching to Chevy, 
I think Sam Schmidt even said, yeah, he's going to be a part of the team. But I think Robin Miller said Hinchcliffe is going to be driving a Honda next year. Like, no doubts. Like, completely refuting every single report that had said he was staying. And sure enough, McLaren let him go. I think Marcus Erickson's management team knew that was going to happen. And sort of behind the scenes, they were working on a deal to get him to Chip Ganassi to make sure he had somewhere. And Chip Ganassi actually added a third car for him that year. If you recall, 2019, they only ran the two cars. Then in 2020, they added, I think it was just a third that year. It might have been a third and a part-time fourth. I don't remember. But my, my thought is that they know the situation now. Chip Ganassi doesn't want to pay him that they've done something similar potentially rather than waiting around just to be told, Hey, we don't need you. We can't afford you that they're already working behind the scenes to make sure their guy has a, has a seat for next year. And again, nothing confirmed, but with August 1st being the date that was sort of floated as his deadline to that, he could or couldn't talk about stuff. It wouldn't be surprising if his deal gets announced, if his is like the first domino to fall. Had uh, we had uh, Nate Ryan on uh, on last week, and that was something that we touched on uh, the uh, up and coming silly season, uh, as they say mm-hmm. in in IndyCar, and we were all in agreement that uh, Alex Pillow is going to be the first uh, domino uh, to fall, and then uh, that's when all the other ones uh, are going to fall because there are going to be a lot of drivers, I think, and feel that are going to be looking uh, for uh, for rides next year. I know you touched uh, on a few and a couple come to mind at Roman Grosjean. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this is a business of what have you done for me lately? And as you said, uh, Grosjean just isn't living up to, uh, to the hype he had or the, the season he had uh, right before he signed with uh, Andretti Autosports. I think that's one, uh, another one, uh, Devlin DeFrancesca, uh, not much success uh, there either. And then uh, what you have going on over at uh, Meyer Shank Racing, where it sounds like uh, Elio is going to be uh, one off next year, uh, just the uh, 500. Um, we've had uh, rumors that uh, Tom Bloomquist uh, from from their other auto program is going to be a full time driver next year. So there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, dominoes in this offseason to fall. But I think, Asher, you're absolutely right that uh, the first one is going to be Alex Pillow. And then it wouldn't surprise me to see the next one uh, be uh, uh, Marcus Erickson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Pillow sort of implied that that's the most important one, not putting Erickson. I mean, Erickson has the Indy 500, but I would definitely put Pillow ahead of him. Uh, another driver that I think is on the hot seat and is sort of commonly discussed as being on the hot seat is Jack Harvey. I don't know if you've heard anything there, but what, what, especially with Lungard running as well as he has, I think RLL is not really in as bad of a place as people think, and they need to take advantage of that. And just throwing in a side note, another driver I'd like to see get a better ride is David Malukas. I think he's I think he's very talented and a great personality. And I think it was refreshing to hear a driver straight up say, I'm looking for a better ride. Like, not rude, not disrespectful, but just straight out with it, letting his team know what he plans on doing. And, all right, here's what I have to offer. Who wants me? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and just uh, just to end that thought, uh, it was interesting you brought up uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, um, because who would have thought at, at the point of the season we're at right now with just a handful of races left to go that 
uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing would have more wins than Errol McLaren. Who would have yeah. thought that? Not, not me. Uh, Asher, before you, it, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have, and I don't think Josh would have, and, and obviously uh, you, uh, uh, you wouldn't have as well. So uh, a lot left to, uh, to play. It. I think we also yeah. Lungar getting yeah. a win at some point, but not, not, not McLaren to be winless. Well, even you know, not even Lungard, but or, uh, not even Lungard, but uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing as a whole, because mm-hmm. the uh, you know they got out of the gates, they stumbled out of the gates. Uh, you seen what happened to them uh, leading up to the five hundred. Uh, obviously, Graham Ray Hall gets bumped out by his own teammate, and then they're able to uh, keep their nose to the grindstone, uh, keep working hard, and uh, finally uh, break that uh, glass ceiling there uh, in Toronto with Christian Lungard, but. Uh, Asher, a uh, huge thank you uh, for carving out a little bit of time here to uh, to join us. Uh, before you step away, for people that don't follow you on on social media, uh, shame on them. Uh, but where can they uh, find you and where can they find your work at? Yeah, so I'm not a big social media guy, as you know, from me taking 14 hours to reply to all your messages. <laughs> so I apologize for that. But just beyond the flag dot com, uh, all, all this stuff is there. Uh not really much to say. I don't use social media that much, but the the website is the link is the website name. So, hey, thanks Asher, for having me on. Asher, I had one more question. This has nothing to do with uh, has has to do with auto sports, but not um, but not IndyCar. Uh, do you think uh, do you think Max Verstappen is going to be able to beat uh, Vettel's record this year of consecutive wins? <laughs> Uh, I, I want to say yes, because I don't think the pressure is going to get to him. When you think about it, he's really won 10 races in a row and you consider the sprints. So I don't think he's not, I don't think the pressure is going to get to him. His home race, he has a chance to tie it. I think he'll tie it. Where's the next race after that? Is it Monza? I I'm think it's not, Monza. For that. I'm, not very, I'm not very familiar with the, with the, with yeah. the F1 circuit, but uh, I just I thought do. it was... I was reading the article on Verstappen, and I was like, that is just insane, the fact yeah. of how many races he's won in a row. And I would have thought Schumacher held the record, but uh, it's uh, good old Max Vettel. <laughs> or no, Vettel. One of those. Sebastian Vettel, yeah. Yeah, Sebastian. About as dominant as Lewis Hamilton was, his, his most wins in a season is 11, and Max has 11 in the last 13 races alone. So I, I do think he'll get to nine. I mean, eventually something's going to happen where he doesn't win. Eventually, it's just a matter of when that happens. I don't think that's going to happen in front of the home crowd, but I've been wrong before. Thanks, Asher. I just had to get that question in because uh, I think it's a fantastic feat that uh, Verstappen's doing over there in F1. Yeah, I appreciate it again you both having me on. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, uh, Asher. Uh, people go, uh, go follow him, what he does at, uh, beyond the flag.com. If you have not, um, already, uh, definitely as, as you can tell, uh, knowledgeable, not only when it comes to, uh, IndyCar, but, uh, motorsports in general, uh, let's go, uh, pay some dues, uh, pay some bills here, uh, real quick before we uh, get to, uh, news and notes and we, uh, drop the checkered flag on this, uh, episode. 
Uh, thanks to our sponsors that obviously uh, make it possible uh, for us to uh, come on here uh, week after week and talk uh, IndyCar and, and preview races, go to races, uh, etc. First, uh, always ready, 1776. If you're looking for patriotic apparel, headwear, and more, please go check out always ready 1776.com and if you do find something that you do want to purchase there make sure you use that promo code that you see up on screen push to pass for 10 percent off of your order always ready 1776.com and then also a huge thank you to get them associates incorporated uh, if you're in the market for design build or re- or, you, or you need remodeling it's get them com and also too uh, if you do uh, choose to uh, use them uh, make sure you pass along the promo code that you see down at the bottom push to pass for $250 off any design service that's getem.com and then always ready 1776.com huge thank you to both of them uh, for making it possible for us to be here week after week on the push to pass podcast uh josh let's get to the uh, news and notes and uh one of the uh, news and notes uh, that uh, that we have um i think uh, asher already uh touched on it uh beforehand uh but uh, we'll go to it uh we'll, we'll go over it to anyway for people that may not see it uh, it does have to do with uh, the meyer shank racing uh number 60 car uh this weekend unfortunately and, uh, you know, I, I think, Josh, this is starting to become maybe a little on the uh, worrisome uh, side for the health uh, and well-being of, uh, of Simon Pagano. Uh, but he is going to be unable again uh, this weekend to be out on the track. Uh, so it was announced uh, yesterday that uh, 2022 uh, Indy Next or Indy Lights uh, Series Champion uh, Lunas Lundquist uh, is going to be driving the number 60 uh, AutoNation Sirius XM Honda uh, this weekend at Nashville. As Meyer Shank Racing heads to its fourth street circuit on the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series calendar, the Ohio-based team will welcome Lunas Lundquist. Now, remember, uh, he did uh, test for them uh, a few weeks ago, so he's going to be a little he's he's going to have a little bit of familiar familiarity there we go uh to this machine uh, to its lineup alongside Elio Castroneves for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix on Sunday, 12 p.m. NBC Sirius XM Channel 160. Uh, Lundquist is stepping in for Simon Pagano, uh, who continues to recover from a practice in- incident at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course earlier this month. While he continues to improve, he has been advised by IndyCar medical team not to participate in this weekend's event in Nashville. Following the Mid-Ohio accident, uh, Meyer Shank Racing has continued to campaign the number 60 Honda-powered entry with the team's IMSA championship winning driver Tom Bloomquist making his short, if I must say, IndyCar debut on the streets of Toronto 
while uh, Connor Daly stepped in on short notice, if you remember correctly, uh, to compete in both the mid-Ohio race and the Iowa doubleheader. Now the 2022 Indy Next by Firestone champion will make his NTT IndyCar Series debut with Meyer Shank Racing as he heads back to a track that has seen he has seen much success at. Lundquist excelled in Indy Next competition, scoring third in, a, in the championship in his rookie campaign in 2021 and backing that up with a run to the title in 2022 on the strength of five wins and nine podium finishes. In addition to his success in Indy in IndyCar's feeder series, Lundquist has had two IndyCar tests this year at the Texas Motor Speedway and Sebring International Raceway. Lundquist heads into the into the Nashville event with some recent familiar familiarity of the track, sweeping the 2022 event with a pole and victory. So I think, uh, Josh, first and foremost, uh, um, we have to you know, keep in mind uh, the uh, personal health with uh, Simon Pagano, because I think this has to be uh, quite alarming um, that this is the, what, I think third race, uh, obviously uh, mid-Ohio, uh, Simon couldn't run at um, the uh, Iowa doubleheader, and now Nashville that uh, Simon hasn't been uh, cleared to race. So I think that's got to be quite alarming uh, first and foremost. So I'll let you talk on that. And then uh, Lunas Lundquist, uh, the 2022 uh, Indy Lights or Indy Next Series champion, uh, finally being able to make his debut and the uh, NTT IndyCar series this weekend. Definitely. It's uh, it's an alarming thing that he's now going to miss this, what is this, fourth race in a row. Um, and all, 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 uh, all signs point to it's got to be doing something with the brain. Um, you know, he's, he had, he had the accident in, uh, in early early June, so I mean we're we're in August now, so it's, I mean it's almost two. He's been out for almost two months, so it's got to, it, it. You would figure anything that would have been doing like physical, like arm, chest, leg, anything like that, we would have known about already, and he most likely would have been able to come back by now. So all signs point to that uh, it's got something to do with his head, his brain. He had a concussion. The concussion must have been a lot worse than. Um, Worse than originally thought by by Meyer Shank. Um, so our prayers go out to him that he makes a speedy recovery. Um, you know, we've been talking about that for the last all the podcasts that he's been gone for. Um, <clears throat> so I, at this particular point, I mean, there's five races left. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back. Uh, just takes the rest of the year off gets his uh, gets everything that he needs to get fixed fixed you know get let that brain rest you know when you have a concussion you know a lot of people don't know that brain rattles around inside your skull it's not just uh, it's not locked there so you know it's a br- concussions are bruising of the brain you know some of them are minor some of them are really severe so um, you don't you don't want to push them back too too quick you don't want them to get back too quickly because you never know what the lasting effects of this is going to be um, and on, on his replacement coming in, um, Lundquist, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, he's being thrown out there onto a, uh, onto a track that uh, even the veterans have problems with. So uh, we will uh, 
we'll see how he does this week weekend. Um, you know, I'm usually high on rookies and like to, that's just the betting in me. I just want to go for the long shots, but, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I would, I would not go with any high expectations. You know, if he can just finish the race, even if it's not on, not on the lead lap, uh, if finishing the race for me, if I was him would be a, uh, would be a victory in my book. Um, so we'll see, and we'll continue to uh, monitor the situation and let, let everyone know how it's going. Uh, maybe while you're down there, if you can talk to some insider or something, maybe you can get a concrete, a concrete answer on what the injury is. You know, uh, I think it's his brain got a concussion. And it's just not being able to recover from it, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. First and foremost, obviously, uh, Simon is, uh, you know, putting his health and his body uh, first and foremost to the to the front. And, and I think that's that's the absolute right, uh, right approach. Um, and I think I, I think I think you brought up a interesting point that I haven't actually had uh, much put much thought into is that. Uh, you know, if this if these effects of this concussion and again, you know, we have not confirmed that. So, you know, we can't say 100 percent that that's what this is. Uh, but if those effects are, are as long lasting as what they as, as what it seems to be, um, I, I think you're absolutely right that maybe Simon needs to, you know, t- kind of take a step back and uh, do. Um, I can't remember. Was it was it Dale Earnhardt Jr.? I can't remember which NASCAR rate, rate driver it was maybe last year, maybe it was Chase Elliott. I can't remember which one it was that was having severe uh, headaches due to concussion and just, uh, you know, towards the end of the year kind of uh, said, you know what, I'm going to take a step back and and let myself heal and and take the off season and heal and then come back uh, stronger and in a better place. I can't remember who that was that, uh, that did that. I don't know if you know that right offhand, but I I think that's a great approach. Um, I'm going to be interesting to see, this weekend, if uh, if Simon is down there, or maybe a representative from Meyer Shank, if I can uh, uh, ask them uh, that question, if that's maybe something that that is being uh, uh, considered, because obviously, you know, Simon is not in a uh, points race, uh, so you know, I, I know the racer in him wants to be out there on the track uh, just as much as the other drivers, uh, but but like we said, you got to put your health first, and I think that's what uh, Simon is doing. Uh, in in this, but uh, you know, congratulations to uh, Lunas Lundquist for finally making it up the ladder uh, to the uh, NTT IndyCar Series. I know um, usually it, it's usually the 2022 champion uh, of the Indy Lights Indy Next Series uh, usually finds themselves a ride uh, during the off season. So it was it was kind of it was interesting uh, to see uh, Lundquist not uh, not find a ride. Uh, coming into uh, this year, but uh, congratulations to him uh, for being able to uh, finally, uh, finally get a ride. And maybe this could be for him a trial run uh, for, uh, for next year. We just have to wait and see. Uh, But I think you're absolutely right. I don't think they're going to ask Lunas a lot from him, obviously, Uh, you know, run as many laps as you can uh, keep your nose clean, uh, keep, keep the car clean and, and let the chips fall where they're made. Don't push it. Uh, don't get overly aggressive. You know, they're not going to ask too much of him, uh, but uh, just finish the race, get as many laps as you can and continue to build that, that confidence and um, knowledge of the car and everything like that, because, you know, maybe this will be a test run uh, for him. And uh, if Meyer, Shank, if uh, uh, Shank or Meyer Shank racing, is looking for a uh, full-time driver uh, next year. If if Simon if Simon does uh, decide, maybe maybe it's time to step away. 
You don't know. Um, you're going to have obviously Tom Bloomquist in the fold and you could add uh, Lunas Lundquist uh, to, uh, to that name as well. Josh, anything else that you want to uh, add to that before we uh, drop the uh, checkered flag on this? Uh, no, uh, I mean, I, I don't remember what the NASCAR driver was that, uh, that had that problem, but I know Earnhardt Jr. towards the latter and towards the end of his career, he did have a, uh, I remember watching an interview with him. He had a, he had a concussion and, you know, after he had retired, he came out and said he had just pushed himself to get back to too soon and it was just dangerous. So, uh, we yeah. hope that, uh, we hope that he, he can, um, that Simon can, uh, can, can recover from this and that uh, there is no more lasting effects that the name just came finally came to me. Uh, Kurt Bush. That's who it was. Oh, Bush. Bush. Yes. Yes. Yep, he, Kurt uh, Bush, he that's was, who it was at the end of the year. He just couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't get back in the car. Yeah, that's who it was. So that might be, you know, that might be the road uh, Simon takes, you know, can't, can't fault him. Uh, obviously, if that's what he decides to do, well, that just have to uh, remain to be seen. But uh, that, uh, that does it. Uh, that's t- it's time to uh, drop the checkered flag on this episode. A uh, huge thank you to uh, Asher um, for uh, stopping by. Uh, giving us a little bit of his time. Uh, make sure you go over to beyondthefla.com uh, and check out uh, his work. Uh, like we said, this weekend, uh, myself will be down in uh, Nashville. Uh, so make sure you pay attention to all of the uh, social media uh, for updates, uh, practice times, uh, schedules, uh, results, things like that. Uh, we'll get as many interviews as we can. We'll push them out uh, as quickly as we can. And then uh, remember uh, the race on Sunday, you do not have to switch over uh, to Peacock because it is going to be on NBC at uh, noon uh, local time. So uh, make sure you pay attention uh, to that as well Uh, for myself, Josh and everyone else that makes up the push to pass podcast. We will see you in one week's time to discuss and recap what took place in Nashville this weekend. So until then, So long, everybody. Bye.